Today we're going to be in Lamentations chapter 3, verses 18 through 26. And so this is the word of God. Uh, Let's go ahead and read it out loud together. So I say, my splendor is gone and all that I had hoped for from the Lord. I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everybody. I'm, uh, you might want to change your view to uh, speaker view. Um, that way you can uh, focus on the one that's speaking uh, right now. Um, and so hopefully you can see me. But uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited to share with you from one of my favorite uh, scripture passages. Um, I learned it in, in kind of the old language where it's the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies, uh, they are new every morning, new every morning. And uh, I'm wondering if I could just unmute everybody. And if you could just say to, to your neighbor, his mercies are new this morning. His mercies are new, mercies are new every morning. Right. So there's a, a parable uh, that says, all sunshine and no rain makes a desert. So do the math. I know there's a lot of homeschooling going on this week, uh, but, but I think you can do the math, right? All sunshine and no rain equals desert. Hashtag, he be speaking truth this morning. If you've never had any dark times, gloomy times in your life, you're going to be dried up. You'll have no depth to yourself, no maturity. It takes good times and bad times to make a mature person. And so life is a, a mixture of pain and pleasure, of victory, of defeat, uh, of success and failure, of mountaintops and valleys. And uh, as we're constantly watching the news and constantly on social media, do you know what's been forgotten? We have forgotten about what God says about this crisis. We were watching lots of news, but we have forgotten what God has said about this crisis. Now, let me acknowledge that, that you're receiving a lot of emails and texts from us, and now that our online resources are increasing, and we're spending more time on our screens and devices. We're receiving more pings and notifications and distractions. And there's part of me that's, that's apologetic, you know, to, to be sending you all, all of these messages. And, and, and just simply because of human psychology, I, I feel apologetic. However, at the same time, uh, I think we need to penetrate the noise of all this with God's text messages, with the messages of what God is doing, not just messages of the coronavirus. I'll just wait for you to insert your amen right there. You know, I, I'm, I'm tired of receiving all of these emails of what companies are, are doing about the coronavirus, right? I, I don't need to know what T-Mobile is doing about the coronavirus. Just tell me if my phone is going to work or, or Banana Republic, right? What they're going to do about the coronavirus. I just want to know, can I return my shirt? Come on, preach it, pastor. Some of us know more about the coronavirus than about the character of God. 
some of us know more about the coronavirus than about the character of God. Oh, shoot, I, I just went there. If you remember from last week, I talked about don't be surprised that you're struggling through this crisis. Jesus knew it too. In John 16, he says, in the world, you're going to have trouble. It's not a matter of if, it's, it's when it's going to happen. You're going to have difficulty. You're going to have disappointment. You're going to have discouragement in life. There's going to be times of extreme suffering, painful sorrow, devastating sicknesses. There's going to be times of frustration, failure, and fatigue. They are going to happen. They're going to be a normal part of life. Don't be surprised by it. I read uh, that someone once said that sometimes the Lord calms the storm, but sometimes he lets the storm rage and he calms his child. Sometimes the Lord will calm the storm, but sometimes he lets the storm rage and he calms his child. And so when, when craziness is happening all around us, when we're uh, fearful and anxious about our future, uh, are we, are we going to have our kids uh, homeschooled for, uh, until the end of the year, when we're all concerned about how we're going to live our lives, the first thing you've got to do, listen, is to rehearse God's character and not your context. You've got to rehearse God's character and not your context. If I'm going to read from verse 22 to 26, and it'd be good to have your Bibles with you uh, whenever we gather together, not just rely on the screen so that you can reference back to it. But verse 22, I'm going to rehearse God's character and not the context that I'm in. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And I say to myself, the Lord is my portion and therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those who hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. And so in my mind, I'm going to rehearse God's character. In my heart, I'm going to rehearse God's character, not my misery. And that's what the psalmist does. The psalmist says that I feel forsaken. I feel like, God, you're not listening to me. I'm crying during the day. I'm crying at night. I can't sleep. But you are faithful. I've got problems in my life, God, but you're faithful. I can't find a job, but you're faithful. I can't pay my bills, but you're merciful. I'm miserable because my marriage is falling apart, but you're good to those who are depending on you. The collections is coming after me, but you're my provider. I'm wearing the same clothes every single day. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? But Lord, you are good. And so what we need to do during these times of stress and anxiety and fear is we have to rehearse God's character in our hearts. Can a brother get an amen? Oh, yeah. We're having church this morning. When it comes to prayer, we've got to learn how to rehearse the character of God in spite of what we're going through. I, I think the reason why we can't get out of our stuff is because we keep rehearsing our stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Like we'll call people and we'll rehearse what we're going through. I mean, you need someone to vent to. You need someone who can understand you. You need someone to hear you. But do you know anybody, you know, anybody in your life where that's all they talk about 24 seven for months and months and months, all of the stuff they're doing. What's happening is that they're rehearsing their context. They're rehearsing their situation. They're rehearsing their misery. They're rehearsing what, what someone did to them. They're rehearsing uh, uh, how others made them feel. They're rehearsing about how they gossiped against them. But how about if we began to rehearse what God has done? Come on, somebody. How about if we rehearse what God's character is? 
How about if we begin to rehearse the hope that we have in Jesus? It doesn't mean that you ignore or deny the existence of your circumstance or the context of your situation. But the power of prayer means you know that you serve a God that is more powerful than what you're going through. Can a brother get an amen? That our God is greater, that our God is stronger, that our God is higher than in any other. Dude, I'm about to bust out in praise right now. If you give me a chance, I'm about to bust out in praise. Our God is greater. All right. But there is hope. Out of the silence, out of the darkness, out of the emptiness, out of the wilderness, out of the brokenness, hope is not lost. Hope is not distracted. Hope is not gone. There is hope. Amen? During our 714 prayer meetings, we've been uh, talking about different uh, translations and and I encourage you to, to get a Bible that you can read. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, ESV or NIV. It could be uh, translations that you can understand and, and grow to love what God is saying. Um, you know, uh, the Message Bible of this translation, I love it. I just re- want to read it to you. It says this, verse 22. God's loyal love cannot run out. His merciful love could not have dried up. They're created new every morning. Come on, somebody. How great is your faithfulness? I'm sticking with God. I say it over and over. He's all I got left. Verse 25 says, God proves to be good to the man who passionately waits, to the woman who diligently seeks. It is a good thing to quietly hope, quietly hope for help from God. Uh, Whenever I fall into despair, whenever I fall into seasons of depression, the, the only thing that can really encourage me and take me out of it is this verse in Lamentations. I love this verse. Great is your faithfulness. Your mercies are new every morning. So even I'll tell, tell my, 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 my son, like, hey, he's discouraged. But you know what? Tomorrow is a new day. Tomorrow is a new day. God's mercies are new tomorrow. Have a good night's sleep and just wake up to his mercies. And so we've got to rehearse God's word, we've got to rehearse the truth. Um, A lot of us are going through difficult times because of this crisis. Um, But what I want you to know is these valleys that we're in, there's an end to them. They don't last. They're not a permanent location. When King David said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the valley is not something that you stay in your entire life. It's something that you go through. It's a circumstance. It's a situation. It's a season to it. It's not someplace where you stay. And often when you're in a valley, you think that it's a dead end, but it's not. And that gave me incredible insight this morning as as I was reading that passage about, even though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death, but here we are living in the San Fernando Valley, living in the Santa Clarita Valley. So in reality, we are actually living in a valley. But in biblical times, we don't live in valleys. We walk through valleys that it's not something that you stay in entire life. And I don't know if this is kind of a, a symbolic imagery of how we are actually living in valleys. And maybe the Lord is asking us to come out of the valley. I mean, I'm not telling you to physically move, but in the spirit that symbolizes them, you do not live in a valley. You go through the valley of the shadow of death, but we will fear no evil for God, his rod and his staff. They comfort us and they're with us. And so these valleys are not a dead end. 
These valleys are something that we go through. These seasons don't come into your life to stay. They come to pass. Come on, someone needs to hear that word this morning, that it doesn't stay. It comes to pass. We love to enjoy mountaintops. Uh, many of our Grace Life members, they love. we love to hike. Um, no, I should say they love to hike. I, I, I don't want to put we in that, but they love to hike. Um, but but you, don't, you don't build faith on mountaintops. You build faith in the valleys of life. Like, I, I hope this makes sense, but you build strength in your legs by hiking up the mountain. Like, you hike up the mountain. That's how you build strength. And so when everything is going fine and great, you, you really don't need God. But when you come face to face in a dark valley, you get on your knees. Faith is strengthened in the valleys. And when you don't feel like trusting God, praising God, serving God, this is where your faith is going to be tested. Not in the good times of life, but in the valleys. In Grace Life, our faith is being tested right now. But we will prevail. We will get stronger, and we will put our hope in God. If you agree with that, somebody say amen. You know, so we're going through a valley right now, and uh, there's a, a story of a student who was seen on campus, on his college campus, and he was uh, riding his bicycle, and he was wearing this T-shirt that said, Studying to be a doctor. And on the back of his bicycle was, was a tag that said, Studying to be a Mercedes. And... Uh, we may not be where we want to be right now, but we will get there in Jesus Christ. So, as Romans 5 says, we rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character. And character produces what? It produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. Hope does not disappoint because God. No, just, let's just stop there. Hope does not disappoint us because God. Well, somebody just wave your Bible or something. Wave, wave your Bible. Hope does not disappoint us simply because God. And that's where we are. We have hope. Hope is not distracted. God is not distracted. He's not like, oh, what just, what just happened here? Hope does not disappoint because God. I want to close this message. Um, John Maxwell, who's, who's an author and, and a, a speaker, he, he writes in one of his books about hope. And he writes that hope shines brightest when the hour is darkest. And hope energizes the body when it's tired. And hope sings when all melodies are gone. And hope listens for answers when no one is talking. Hope climbs over obstacles when no one is helping. Hope endures hardship when no one is caring. Hope presses towards victory when no one is encouraging. Hope dares to give when no one is sharing. And hope brings the victory when no one is winning. Grace Life, we have hope during this crisis because of who God is. And may we be a people who rehearses Lamentations 3. Let's rehearse who God is. Let's not rehearse what our misery is. Let's not rehearse our first world problems. Let's rehearse that God is faithful, that his mercies are new every morning, that he is who he says he is, and that he will do what he sets out to do. If you understand and love God with all your heart, somebody say amen. Would you join me in prayer? Let's, let's, let's pray together. 
Father, we just um, are excited, God, that we're going through a new season, even though it feels like the valley. Lord, we know that uh, that we're not going to be here permanently. Lord, we pray for an ending to, to this crisis quickly. God, even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil, for you are with us. Your rod and your staff, they comfort us. May we recite that. May we meditate on that. May we believe that. May we trust in that every single day. God, thank you for our community, that we can come together, that we can encourage one another, God. So, Father, we just want to lift up the name of Jesus today. We thank you. And in Jesus' name, we all pray. And we all said, amen. Amen. I hear you guys. That's, I can hear you guys. <laughs>